This is 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome to The Main Ingredient. It's minus six this Saturday, people. That is something we're celebrating regardless of the fact that Sunday's forecast really sucks. Anyway, earlier this week, I had a chance to go down to the VG Lounge inside the Fairmont Hotel, and I took my friends Krista Hall and Valet Pinasuk to talk to Chef Tim Palmer, who is the executive chef of the VG Lounge at the Fairmont, and Aaron Alblis, who is a product ambassador for the Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries, and we're talking about the upcoming Winnipeg Whiskey Fest that takes place March 1st and 2nd at the Fairmont. So I mic'd everybody up, and we had a conversation. Okay, let's, let's cheers. We're going to cheers. Tim. We got two beers and two vodkas, eh, Tim? <laughs> yes. Oh, we're, okay. We're hardcore. You're hardcore. You, did you drink? Oh. It's bad luck. <laughs> okay, can we do it again? Yes, let's oh. cheers again. Cheers she didn't again. drink. Sorry. Nah, <laughs> the water is crazy. I'm just letting you. Tim, thanks for having us in the VG Lounge. Thank you very much for coming. This Appreciate is it. fantastic. This is the first time you've met this, these people? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Awesome here. It's great here. You're not going to think that in five minutes. Once you get to know them, then you want to kick them out. That's how it works. Okay, so we're here to talk about the, the Winnipeg Winnipeg Whiskey Festival. Right, and we're talking about the food portion. Right, so this is the seventh annual. How many times have you been participated in it? I have been here for every single one. So I've been here though with the hotel uh, for seven years, uh, two of which were uh, are now as executive chef and yep. previous to that, executive sous chef. How do you manage to cook for such a large group? I know you're used to doing banquets and stuff like that, but this is kind of a different animal doing for the Whiskey Fest. Well, with Whiskey Fest, I mean, it's ultimately we understand how people's eating habits are, uh, but ultimately it comes down to the amazing team that we have here at the Fairmont Winnipeg. Uh, you know, the culinary team truly come together as a true team and they really, uh, it's, it's fantastic how they work so well together. Um, they show their true passion for food and it comes out. Right, no holes barred on what you're making. You showed us downstairs a couple dishes that you're making which are sitting now in front of us. So why don't we talk about those? Uh, so what we have here, this is a, a, a 24 hour smoked uh, brisket, slowly terrible, cooked. terrible, by the way. Brutal. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, this will be on at, at the Whiskey Festival. That's correct, yeah. So we'll have chefs up in the, in the room carving the, the brisket. Uh, the smokiness, the smell, it'll just engulf the room. So uh, we've used uh, hickory as well as uh, some charcoal briquettes that uh, help generate a little bit extra smoke. And, and just slowly cook it. And your rub? What's the seasoning on that? Is it secret or? Completely secret. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we're going to have to taste it and guess it. It is lacquered in our rooftop honey. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's talk about dessert. Uh, so dessert. So uh, the amazing thing about this dessert is it's something that, uh, it's a sticky toffee pudding. Um, and we used uh, Northern Harvest uh, Crown Royal. Uh, in the toffee sauce. Oh, um, the cool thing about the dessert is ultimately my, my, it's my gra- my grandmother's recipe. Um, and back even the crown roll. Well, crown roll whiskey whiskey. Was <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, so when they were younger, and, and grandma would uh, when I was younger, it brings me back great, great memories. Uh, but when she was younger, they would uh, they didn't have very much, right? And simple things around the farm would be flour, sugar, um, they had uh, and cream. And so you'd be able to make that toffee sauce really easily. And the pudding itself, she would make inside of a, an old jar that she would, it's like a steamer pudding. Um, and she would make it inside an old jar, it'd be reused. And she, uh, 
she would make this amazing dessert. And not only, to me, food brings back these great memories and sights these great uh, uh, looks back. And, and this whiskey uh, toffee pudding is truly something that brings me back. And it's something I love to share with everyone. Yeah, it's pretty nice. How did you come up with, like, the menu that you have is nothing, no expense is spared. It's really... It's really nice. Like when I read what you guys had on there, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, how did you come up with that? Is it a team effort, or how do you guys really decide what you're going to put on that, that menu for this event? Well, ultimately, I mean, we, when we build menus, it's uh, it, there's inspiration through whiskey. I truly enjoy drinking, uh, <laughs> you know, scotches, whiskeys, and, 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 and it really is something, something that really got me into. Um, so, uh, you know, you're constantly doing these tastes uh, and try to pair with it and thinking what goes well with it and then um, you just make those little notes and then you again collaborate with the rest of the team um, and and see where where it kind of goes and sometimes we have to reel ourselves back in because we're like okay now we're getting a little too crazy here um, but it, it really is I mean the smoke brisket is something that we're really uh, been working on diligently over and over and, and of course it's a hard hard job to have to Make it needed. Yes. I know, that's, that's really hard. <laughs> it looks and like I smells want to try. delicious. See, there's a piece yeah. there with try my some, name. Try I'm going to try this piece right here. It's got my name on it. You're going to rescue it? Yeah. It looks fantastic. <laughs> some of the other stuff on the menu looked really neat too. The, you have the um, mini pierogi poutine bar yes so what is that all about what like so quintessential manitoba uh you know pierogies are kind of like a way of life here uh-huh. um and poutine is really popular i've never tried pierogies before no no <laughs> or poutine uh-uh. neither or brisket <laughs> am i the only one try you guys were downstairs we, we, oh yeah we had why do you think okay. it took us so long to come up yeah <laughs> just exactly. cutting and reheating Okay, I don't have a knife. Usually, so how would you serve this brisket in this restaurant? Or? Uh, we would just uh, slice it yeah. and, and just on a bun. On a, on a bun. Mm. Uh, some coleslaw with it. You d- no dipping Jew or sauce? Uh, or? You can't. I mean, really, uh, there's no real need to. Uh, <laughs> so that's why. So no, I'm tender. talking about like the drippings from the, the meat itself. And oh. The drippings traditionally will just kind yeah, of be basic. Yeah, and, yeah and I'm, I'm totally with that. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. That. yeah. Soak your biscuit in that too. Yeah. Oh, it is really yummy. The Winnipeg Whiskey Festival is coming up March 1st and 2nd at the Fairmont Hotel. And this week, I went to the Fairmont Hotel with a couple friends, Krista and Valet, to talk to Chef Tim Palmer in the VG Lounge about the food he and his crew are making for that event, which will continue after the break. The Winnipeg Whiskey Festival. This is the seventh annual event, which has been extremely popular the last six years. So popular that it sells out very quickly. So this year, it's a two-day event running on Friday, March 1st, and Saturday, March 2nd, with 45 booths of over 160 products to sample with different kinds of whiskey, cognac, gin, vermouth, and tequila. Your ticket not only gets you great spirits, but it gets you unlimited access to the high-end menu prepared by Chef Tim Palmer of the VG Lounge. I went there this week and sat down with the man to talk about the food. So from start to finish, how long did it take you to come up with this menu? Do you know what I mean? There must be a... Sometimes, when I mean, you've been cooking for a while, it's almost like you know too much. If you have other people that are collaborating, maybe they have a lot of input. And like you said, sometimes you have to reel yourself back. So from the day that you know that you're going to start to the day that you actually finalize that menu, how long does it take you to come up with that? Uh, well, with this one, it took the better part of uh, three weeks. I mean, ultimately, you have to be in the right... I mean, silly sound, right state of mind. Um, you can't be worried or stressed out about something else. Uh, if you want to be creative, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to do it now. 
you kind of have to do it when it kind of feels right. right. And it sounds kind of corny saying it like that, but, but it's true. It really like it, like it, you have to be feeling the right way. And uh, sometimes you have to be you know willing to just to get up and walk away from the computer that you're working on right. um, and and come back to it. And, and really, it just. Sometimes it could take something and write a menu in, in five minutes because you're really feeling it or you're feeling really passionate about something. Um, you know, you drive great ideas. We used to do poutine bar or poutine as a, um, an option. But the worst thing is, and I don't know if, if you guys have ever had that happen, during a poutine buffet, the worst thing is is cold french fries. Yeah, yes, they're gross. Yes. They're gross. Yeah, they're gross. I won't even, even bother. Even nuking french fries are gross. Yeah. It's even more gross. Yeah. Right? Gotta be fresh and warm. Exactly. So, I mean, that was always a downfall of it. I mean, it's good. And, you know, at 12 o'clock when you're Jeez. 15 drinks in, it's <laughs> no problem. Uh, you eat anything. But um, the brogies, the great thing is they stay out. Uh, they hold themselves. They're, they're extremely... Uh, some great moisture they're crispy on the outside uh-huh. uh, you have cheese curd bacon I mean you lend itself to, to so many things that go well as a poutine yes. um, you take like a crumbled farmer sausage um, you know you can use a white sausage gravy mm. with it it's sour cream I mean it's All endless yeah, it's endless. Endless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's lots of them <laughs> amazing I am and hungry then, again what were some of the other self-serve type bars the sushi. The sushi. Uh, we have a live uh, sushi uh, bar for that as well. Yeah. Um, so we what? Yeah, sushi being made uh, to order there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and well, obviously, because it go- goes so quick, they also have some already uh, ready to go for everybody. Again, but like salmon lends itself so well. The, mm. uh, pairings with whiskey, uh, tuna, um, just even like the salami from soy. The nori has the earthy flavors that just go. This works so well. This event, it's not a cheap event, but it sells out every year. Tons of people come in. It seems very high-end. Do you feel like every year, seven years now, that you got to top yourself food-wise every year? I do feel that we have to. <laughs> um, you know, and with us, we're never, we're never happy with what we do. And as, as chefs in the kitchen here, we, uh, you know, we recognize when we've done something right. But when we do something right, we always look to try to improve it. And right. we have to always continuously make it better. Um, you know, it, it is. It's 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 not a cheap. It's not inexpensive. It's not inexpensive, but That's it's definitely true. worth it. But it is definitely worth it. I mean, yeah. with the amount of uh, you know whiskeys that you have the chance to, to taste, there's like honestly, the food is endless. Basically, um, you don't you. <laughs> You'll swagger in, you definitely stumble out, and you'll be full. I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, um, it speaks volumes from Winnipeggers. <laughs> My kind of night. Kind of money. <laughs> and sells out. Yeah, you know exactly. And this year now it's with two nights. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the, the prospect of it selling out on both nights. Um, you know, it gives everybody a little bit more room. And, and every year it sells out. So there's always people that are disappointed because they didn't get a chance to get the tickets. So, um, you know, That's a good problem. And there's special events on Thursday as well. Is the food involved on the Thursday night special events, or is that mostly just with the uh, 
the whiskey side of things? I think it's mostly just okay. with the whiskey side of things. That there'll be like uh, custom tastings right. um, curated by some of the. There's one close to my house at the Grant uh, Liquor Store. Oh, okay. that's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. And their presentation. They have an education center. So they and you're part of that? Oh, okay. I'm. I'm not. I've attended oh, in the last okay. couple of years. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah. So he is part of it, but he's just drinking. He's like, just like, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. You're relaxing. Yes. Okay. Speaking of which, do you actually to get to enjoy the nights that you were doing here? After you're done cooking, whatever, do you actually get to sit down and have some whiskey? Like, do you, you know? Uh, when I get home. The whole night goes yeah. by and you're working. He's not drinking at work. <laughs> after he's done work, he can be at work, have a whiskey after you're done work. Yeah, uh, it, <laughs> He's we, like, we have the opportunity, <laughs> but so honestly, after a long day, the hardest thing is, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm knackered. I, I want to get home yeah. uh, and see the kiddos, and once I know I'm comfortable at home and I don't have to drive anywhere, then I can feel comfortable and have a, have that uh, have that glass, and it just works out so perfect. Because then I want to eat, I want to be relaxed, I don't yeah. want to be rushed, and I want to sit down and really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Perfect. My last question is, I'm assuming that this is going to play a big part in the backdoor thing that you have going on. Yes. So, so we're playing around some new ideas with the backdoor. Um, uh-huh. we, we Do you attend that? No. Okay. Tell her about it. So we've got want- uh, our backdoor burger that we do. So we oh. do backdoor burgers. So literally sell food out of the backdoor. Wow. That's yeah, fun, man. Is that on Facebook? Uh, it's on Facebook. We post uh, on the day of, so we release the burger the day of on no Thursdays. Uh, what it's going to be uh, with a couple hours before. The so burgers are always different. Always changing. Um, something we embraced last year is a vegan option. It's always changing as well. Um, so you know, we're 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 really trying to uh, up the burger game here in the city. And I love it. Sell out the back door, and, and we're really excited for this year. I love that. Uh, last year was a great success. We yeah. got some. We've got something really. Really cool, really surprising. It's uh, a new idea that we're going to be doing at the back door. So, so we're going to uh, come for the back door. Yes. And maybe have some brisket. So. Brisket burgers at the back door. Yeah. Maybe. We're just throwing out it out there. Don't out his idea. Don't yeah. out Yeah. <laughs> He's all like, man, cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's that our first secret. Burger. Yeah, <laughs> that's our burger. <laughs> Thanks, Maybe you'll have to oh, throw oh. in a poutine poutine, mini pierogi poutine bar at the back door as yeah, well. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. you. That was wonderful. Was nice to meet you. That was Chef Tim Palmer at the VG Lounge talking about the food he is making for the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival at the Fairmont, March 1st and 2nd. Okay, the second half of the show, we are going to be talking about the booze. And who better to talk to than my homeboy, Aaron Albus, product ambassador for the Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. This guy knows a couple things, so we are going to talk more with him after news, weather, and sports about the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Main Ingredient. The first half of the show was me and my friends, Krista Hall and Valet Pinasuk, talking to Chef Tim Palmer about the food at the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival. Now, we are talking to Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries product ambassador, Aaron Albus, about the spirit side of this great event. Okay, let's talk about the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival. This is the seventh one coming up. Yeah. What is it? So the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival is an opportunity to not only try a variety of styles of world whiskeys, gins, tequilas, rums, but it's also a fundraiser for the Manitoba Sport Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, it takes place at the Fairmont. There's 45 booths, over 160 different distilled spirits, mainly whiskey. 
So kind of a cool opportunity if you like whiskey, if you're getting into whiskey. You know, maybe you like scotch, you want to know more about bourbon. Maybe you drink Canadian whiskey and you want to know more about what's out there. Or maybe you've had scotch and you don't like it. And you want to try and see if there's a style that you do enjoy. So it's a good opportunity to come out, have some fun, eat some food, try some whiskey, and support a good cause. Why do you think it's so popular? For seven years. Whiskey, whiskey's popular. Uh, the reason Winnipeg Whiskey Festival started is because there was pent-up demand for it. So this year is actually the first year as well that it's gone from being one evening to two shows. So it was selling out really quickly. So, you know, we're in a uh, cold winter, yeah. you know, no. party person yeah, type of environment. So, you know, whiskey warms the soul and brown spirits are very popular. They're interesting. Brown people too. Just brown people too, sure. <laughs> to just um, whiskey's, whiskey's more complex than if we were to compare it to bars. Um I find a lot of people, even with food, like to experiment with different flavors, mm-hmm. right? And they like balance, but they like intensity, and whiskey has those things. So if you're looking for something with character, whiskey has it. There's not really two that are, are the same, mm-hmm. so it's intriguing that way. Mm-hmm. And very good for making cocktails as well. We have a couple here. We have a Manhattan, and we have what, what I call the Scotch Ginger. Dude, okay, uh, so the only thing I don't like about this, yes. which I said to you before, the glass is too small. This should be in a big gulp cup. I love this so a much. A big gulp cup. Just okay. chug it. Like, yeah. It's so good. Look, I want to know what it is. Social responsibility. Yeah. You know, we've had a, have a serving No, side. no such thing. But I'm, I'm what it is, so it's not necessarily a cocktail you'll find in a book. Like, Christy, you mentioned, what is it? A Mimi Taylor. A Mimi Taylor. So it's, it's modeled kind of after that. So what it is, is Johnny Walker Black blended scotch whiskey. Then you have some orange bitters, Angostura orange bitters some fresh squeezed lemon juice, and then you have ginger beer. So all of that has been poured over ice and then stirred. Um, really versatile. A lot of people wouldn't think to mix a scotch whiskey, Ooh, but Johnny Walker Black is absolutely beautiful. Blended scotch whiskeys can sometimes, you know, be thought of as, you know, the little brother or little sister or, you know, younger sibling of single malt scotch, which is put a little bit on a pedestal for good reason. But blended scotch whiskeys are made to be consumed. Mm-hmm. And as a result of how they're made, they're a little lighter in flavor, which makes them awesome for cocktails. But they still are intense. It's still whiskey, right? Some smokiness and sweetness to the Johnny Walker Black, which balances the spice of the ginger and the bitterness of, of the Angostura. You're a terrible radio guest. Just saying, you, you don't know anything. It's super it's annoying. It's so delicious. I get it. Like, it is. Yeah. Like I said, glass too small. Just saying. Big gulp. <laughs> Big gulp. Big gulp. <laughs> when we first met, you were talking about the Flatlanders Beer Festival. Yeah. And back then, because there, you know, there's so many beers and there's so many things to try, same with the, the Whiskey Festival. When you look at the list of products that are available for people to try, it's, it's enormous. It's huge. And for the Beer Festival, one thing you told me, which was very smart, you kind of got to go in with a plan. You can't just go in there and sit and try certain things. You just got to go with a plan on the plan of attack. So what would be the plan of attack for the Whiskey Festival? Yeah, so plan of attack for the Whiskey Festival. There's going to be... 160 some products approximately. Crazy. Three hours to taste, four if you're VIP. So there's a lot of opportunity to try a lot of things. What I would say is go in with a plan in terms of go on the website, Winnipeg Whiskey Festival website, see what's going to be there. Um, when you get your program, kind of earmark or dog ear some booths that you want to go to. Try what you're there uh, most excited about first, right? Obviously, you're going to want to pace yourself, you're going to want to arrive safe. So I have alternative transportation or 
when you're leaving, make sure you're not drinking and driving. So make yeah. sure you've got the driving taken care of because those two don't mix. For sure. But one reason why you want to go in with a little bit of an idea of what you want to try is you're trying probably these products in meat, which means no ice, nothing like that. They might be chilled. And palate fatigue is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So when you are trying high-strength spirits, your palate's going to be fatigued very quickly. So try what you're there to really explore first. You, there will be an on-site liquor mart with festival exclusive. So anything that you try that's exclusive to the, the show, you will have an opportunity to buy. Nice. If you try those later in the night, you might say, oh, I don't like this, or oh, I really like this, and when we try it later on, it, it's going to taste different because your, your palate's so overwhelmed. Yeah. And of course, this is an intoxicating substance. Your mind gets overwhelmed a little bit too. No. So you want to be in the moment. You want to pace yourself. You want to eat. You want to arrive safe. You want to leave safe. And what I would say is go f- go check out the things you're really excited about first before your palate becomes too overwhelmed. So, I have a question. So yeah. between these uh, <coughs> drinking, how do you cleanse your palate so you can move on to the next? Okay, good drink? question. So some tips to avoid palate fatigue. One is water. Yeah. Have water in between okay. samples. Um, two would be. You know, not mandatory, but there are spittoons located at the festival. So that's one way to kind of uh, keep your palate more fresh. And there's also uh, some wonderful food there, right? And whiskey and food go hand in hand. But if you're trying to get, let's say, a smoky scotch off your palate, maybe you want to go and enjoy something sweet. Or maybe you've got something really spicy. Perhaps you want to go and try something that's uh, maybe a little bit rich. So you can eat food, you can drink water. You can take steps like, for example, spitting if you want to. It's up to you. Everyone paid good money to go to this thing. People spit? I, I do. I do. What? do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Wow. I have to remember what I'm trying, right? Yeah. So that's part of my job, unfortunately. Yeah, it's cool. Aaron gets to go try all these whiskeys. Yeah, but that's a lot. It is. Yeah, and I have to remember what they are. I have to remember what they taste like for future opportunities. Yeah. It's be funny. How was that? I have no clue what happened to this night, man. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. I would be the worst product ambassador simply because I would try too many products at the event and I wouldn't remember a thing. It's a good thing Aaron is the professional. We're going to talk more with Aaron Albus, product ambassador for Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries about the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival when we return. If you're just joining us, I went to the Fairmont this week with friends Krista Hall and Valet Pinasuk to learn more about the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival, which is coming up at the Fairmont Hotel March 1st and March 2nd. First part of the show was about the food, and now Aaron Albus from Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries is here to talk about the spirits. You have three events before the actual events, and then we can talk about them. So because the the big show, um, the two whiskey uh, festival main event tastings that are on Friday, March 1st, and Saturday, March 2nd, sell out so fast and are so large, there are two ancillary events, let's call them, that happen on the Thursday leading up to. So that'd be Thursday, February 28th. One is at Sport Hall of Fame. One is at the Grand Park Liquor Mart. Um, there's a bourbon master class. So you have you have a lot of interest about whiskey. That's why the festival exists. But you have people coming from all over the world to represent the products and showcase what they've got. So if you enjoy learning about whiskey, these are kind of the events for you. The show is great because you can try a lot. It can be overwhelming. If you want to learn about bourbon, get yourself a ticket to the bourbon ancillary event. $35. Yeah, reasonable. You won't regret it. Yep. And the second class has to do with craft whiskeys. So craft is a little bit of a loaded term, not quite defined. But what they're talking about are kind of small batch, um, 
you know, quality ingredient, big flavor whiskeys. So with that, you can experience some Canadian whiskeys as well as some Welsh whiskeys, which aren't something that you come across every day. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in whiskey, maybe go to both. If you're looking for kind of more intimate setting, you can break out your notepad and kind of take some notes and learn a lot. Uh, definitely ancillary events are a good, a good option. Where does Canada fit in the world of whiskey? So Canada actually has quite a prominent role in terms of the global scale of whiskey, thanks to the temperance movement from back in the day in the United States. So prohibition in the States was the best thing that ever happened to Canadian whiskey. Why? Because the Americans were buying the most Canadian whiskey, and they still are the world's largest buyer of Canadian whiskey. That is amazing. Yeah, that is cool. amazing. But, so Canadian whiskey, to answer your question, Let's first look at what makes it unique. So, how are whiskeys similar? They're all non-neutral, wood-aged spirits. Okay? You have a couple different distillation methods. One that makes a very light spirit, one that makes a very heavy, flavorful spirit. You age them in oak. Canadian whiskey, you can think of it as a blended whiskey. So they have uh, base whiskeys, which are going to be column distilled, means light in flavor. And then they can be made from corn, barley, rye, or wheat. And you also have these flavoring whiskeys, which are lower in alcohol, stronger in flavor, aged for a variety of amounts of time, and then blended together. So it really is kind of an artisan whiskey. You think, you know, like, yeah, rye, put hair on your chest while eating maple coffee on a stick, whatever. But Canadian whiskey is looked at on a global scale as a very elegant whiskey, very good for mixing, but also very approachable, but very flavorful. That's why you can call Canadian whiskey rye, is there should be a perception of that spiciness that rye gives it. So a lot of people enjoy it as a mixing whiskey, but if you're a whiskey connoisseur and you're looking for something flavorful, but still very easy to drink, that's where Canadian whiskey can really kind of showcase it. what it's got on. This guy is just like crazy. I've learned a lot. It's so fun. Like I know, he's talking, I forget. Oh yeah, I got it. You ask another question. Well, if you were to go up to someone and you were to say, hey, have you ever had Canadian whiskey? They're going to mention Crown Royal. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, very popular true. globally. And what, what makes whiskeys popular? They have to be easy to drink. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, where we are, Fairmont, the perfect place to have a whiskey festival because. Tim? <laughs> the bottle is the amazing. second largest. Oh, here. Uh, so, yeah, here in the. Uh, the VG Lounge, we've got uh, the second largest uh, whiskey selection in the city. Yeah, wow. Uh, outside of Fair, uh, I believe it's the whiskey bar at the Toad. Uh, so, uh, we really want to entice everybody to come down uh, leading up to it, even uh, in the week previous or uh, afterwards, anytime, come on down and, and we'll uh, give you a full tour of our whiskey selection. Uh, we also have a whiskey menu. Uh, we'll be running a prefix uh, whiskey paired menu uh, the week leading up to Whiskey Fest and the week nice. after uh, for those that maybe don't have the chance to uh, make it to the big show. And uh, we got two nights, and I do believe there's still tickets available. Uh, the great so, part about well, having it here, being short, if you have too much drinks, they have rooms, right? Great, yeah, <laughs> well, you take the elevator home. Yeah, it's better than the cab. They're giving $10 vouchers for cabs, too. That's right. That's right. As part of your ticket, you get a $10 voucher for yourself. Tap cars. They're hilarious. Um, how many people are going to be at each event? How many people can it hold? I'm thinking, I thought it was around three or four hundred. Wow. I don't know the exact number, but it's a good space upstairs, uh, mezzanine hotel. Yep. There's lots of room to move around, uh, lots of opportunity to talk to the principals that are behind the booth. Right. So which is the main thing, right? Especially which is, for the, which is the main thing. I mean, 
they cap it at a certain amount of tickets to maintain that kind of um, excellent environment, right? Where you can engage with the people behind the booths because these aren't necessarily, we're talking about, you know, flavorful whiskeys. They're intriguing. You try them and you're curious, right? Or Tim, you go and try his prefix menu with whiskey pairings and then that sparks something in your mind and you want to explore that, right? You become curious. So around three to 400 people, tickets are um, pretty expensive, but there's also a large selection of buffet of sorts of food that you can have with the whiskey. So it seems a little bit of sticker shock sometimes if you can- What you're getting for the price is, is actually Correct. a deal. Huge right? value. Yeah. Are people actually buying whiskey that in, during the festival and taking home with them, or is it just to try? Oh no, definitely. Yeah, whiskeys. Whiskeys are collectible. You know, we were talking Ooh, a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, different bourbons and scotches. There is an on-site liquor mart. Some of the products that are at the festival you cannot get ever, except for that night. So if you try something you like it, you're like, where can I get it? Actually, yeah, no. it's a festival exclusive. <laughs> then there's a very now small or never. amount. Now or yes. never. Now or Potentially never, yeah. And then you can, you know, showcase the bottle on your back bar, make all your friends jealous, and hopefully you open it. Take a lot of Instagram. <laughs> hopefully, yes. no. I think you showcase it <laughs> angled, and they're just going to open it. Exactly. No. Dangle and carry too much. You gotta buy two, right? Yeah. yeah. One for friends. Should only be dangles yeah. on the podcast. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so, where can people get tickets? There are tickets still left. Where there are tickets get? still available. Yeah. People can go online to the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival website. Um, there are two tickets. So there's a VIP ticket mm-hmm. and there's a regular admission ticket. Uh, they are also offering this year a whole experience ticket. So maybe you're coming in from out of town. Uh, we mentioned it can be slightly overwhelming. There's a package that you can buy for both nights as well. Oh, so really? you go to both shows. Yeah. Yep. There's also <laughs> 10 packs that you can save a little that's bit of money. That's actually, I mean, you don't have to grab no, everything in one night. No, you, just, no, you definitely have to stay yeah. here. That's new, that's new this year. Yeah. Um, right? So, um, the VIP ticket, you get access to a masterclass. So you get some education involved, and you get one hour advanced entry into the tasting room. And that's very exclusive. I think it's only about 20-25% of the tickets that are VIP. Uh, But go to the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival website. Um, There's also some information on the Liquor Mart website as well that can direct you there. Check out kind of what to expect, kind of plan your attack, and you can also get some tickets there as well. And you can see the menu too. You can see the menu. It's delicious. Let's cheers to the to the. Whiskey and the food. Whiskey and food. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Now that was a tough gig, let me tell you. Thanks to my friends Krista and Valet for joining me at the Fairmont Hotel. And thanks to Chef Tim Palmer and Manitoba Liquor and Lottery's product ambassador, Aaron Albus, to fill us in on the Winnipeg Whiskey Festival at the Fairmont Hotel March 1st and 2nd. And thank you for listening to The Main Ingredient on 680 CGOB. Let's talk again next week. This is 680 CJOB.